listening to the Niagara Moon podcast. I'm Thomas Irwin. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, For those of you in the States, I uh, have some holiday cooking to do in a little bit, so I'm going to make this quick today. I talked with the fingerstyle guitarist John Hart from uh, the United Kingdom. Very, very nice guy. The kind of just creative excitement and passion just for lack of a better word, oozes off of him. He's he's very uh, excited about what he does and uh, shared a lot about his uh, journey to where he is now and the different highlights he's had in his uh, career. Um, he's got a pretty interesting story. He's a, just a very nice guy to talk to. And uh, yeah, just yet another uh, winner episode for the podcast. Um, he has a website, John Hart Music. If you go there, you can get a free download of one of his tunes. He has a monthly newsletter with uh, obviously news and then upcoming gigs and other freebies. If you're into this style of guitar playing, which admittedly is very uh, interesting, very unique sound, um, he's definitely a guy to to watch. Um, He's going to have a lot coming up next year. And uh, I'll play a song off of one of his recent albums called Annual. Um, or rather I'll play a snippet of it for now. It's called April Reminiscent Rain. Hey, Thomas. Hello, hello. Hey, John. Pleasure to meet you. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear and see you great um, fantastic that that's that i love it when it all works <laughs> yes right off the bat <laughs> doesn't always go that way well and you got that uh vocal curtain is that what they call uh, that's it? yeah so i've got a it's like a hybrid stand so at the bottom of here i've got uh, two stereo mics that point downwards and then i have a vocal booth at the top wow so i've done that because i used to carry around so many stands and i've got um we've got children and things so most of the time this music room is very compressed yeah and very condensed yeah. so to have it all in one stand also means i'm able to get the exact uh, angle and dimensions for what i need every time i record so it's always set up in the same position so i don't have to set up sorry i'll point more towards the mic i don't have to set up um you know the the mic placement or um it's it's that distance every time so it's very handy for recording yeah so we're we're getting into the the cool talk pretty early on here because i was going to (laughs) say your your um recordings most of the time it's just acoustic guitar and uh i mean maybe there's some overdubbing going on there too at certain points with ambiance but it's it's so it's such a consistent full sound i imagine it's must be the kind of thing where you arrived at the perfect way to get it just the way you want and you kind of want to stay in that zone or do you uh, do you experimental Pre- pretty much uh pretty much i the the idea was uh i actually started out and i still am a finger star i call myself a finger star singer songwriter yeah, yeah. so and uh, i used to go out of bands etc etc but the idea with the sound was uh that i want to emulate it live so I want to get that full sound. So I actually have a live rig, which has, I have three inputs in my, sorry, three pickups in my Cole Clark guitar. Mm-hmm. And then I send it out to a digital mixer. I mic, I EQ it all myself and then master it out. So I'm able to take all the frequencies I do from my recording. And uh, I send my, actually, I, I get someone else to mix my, uh, but I, I talk about him and his man, he's a genius. And then... Yeah. Um, uh but in regards to the recording i do i have a stereo mic uh set up and then i use the di from the cold clock which also has a mic built into it so it's kind of like if you have uh the the two stereo mics you have i have a magnetic in my guitar i have a piezo as well so there's been times where I've ended up with five channels wow. for my for just one guitar. <laughs> that, uh, I can't even which, conceive of that. Yeah, and it gives it kind of like if you imagine five point, you know, the the Dolby sort of yeah, surround sound. Yeah, five point one surround sound. And that's what I'm going for because wow. I I've I wanted to emulate a band, and I'm you're never going to be able to emulate a band completely, but I wanted to give that full sound. So when I go live, 
I've got effectively three, no, sorry, four pickups. So, and then I'm able to mute them and unmute them. So, and people hear the difference, the thickness. It's like a wall of sound yeah. for the guitar. So it sounds, it's, there's an acoustic guitar sound, but then you've got obviously the percussion that comes through every single touch behind the nut of the guitar yeah. to to scrapes and things as well, all are articulated. Um, and I want to be, I always want the sound guy to be my best friend. That's Otherwise I'm not going to give you the best sound. Being, yeah. I, and so I'm not the guy who wants to sit there for an hour and a half talking about frequencies, talking about cut this out. Can you, can you mix all three pickups separately for me? Blah, 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 blah. I want to, I'll do all the OCD sort of <laughs> geeky stuff at home yeah, on yeah. the board and then I can turn up and just literally send one jack out uh, and then I get that live so it goes from the studio to live every single time um, and that's my approach mm -hmm. I kind of I want to everything I play uh, I want to avoid layering so there's no layering apart from I have a vocal harmony pedal uh, which uh, uses the guitars uh, so you plug in the guitar so if you do a major chord it will do a minor harmony of your voice if you do etc etc and it will just take your voice and put it a third higher third lower mm -hmm. but that's the that's the only thing because there's it. no way i yeah. can sing with three voices at the same time <laughs> you only have one um, one vocal cord i only yeah. have i have one vocal cord but uh it means i'm able to go out one pedal board one guitar but sound I like I don't like to say one man band, but the modern day sort of one man band. Everyone's using looping. Everyone's using all these things. But I I like to call what I do like organic looping in some ways, uh, which is um, you're, you're layering the bass, the uh, the guitar, the drums, the keys, and then the vocal on top uh, mm -hmm. into this concoction of you know wall of sound. Uh, it's taken a while to. To get to that point, I was always a gear phobe. But right, then, uh, right. <laughs> you developed this pedal board. So. That is pretty admirable, yeah. especially in a live setting. If you can get such a full, complete sound for your compositions without the use of a looping pedal. And I kind of admire that because some people can use a tool like that really well. But a lot of other times, it's like if you hear it often enough, it starts falling into these certain tropes Repetition. or like, yeah, f like forced structures and um for you to be able to kind of break away from that and and s still have all the layers that your your compositions have that's yeah kudos to you i think it well it's it, it challenges you as a musician without a doubt yeah. uh because i call it um I'm, I'm actually putting courses together at the moment um there's fingerstyle guitar courses out there but uh, i found there's there's no course. I've actually put one out called Fingerstyle Guitar and Singing, mm. uh, which adds that extra layer. And I call it like a, it's, it's a triangle effect where the right hand's doing the percussion, the left hand's doing all the chords and counter melodies and melodies. And then the vocal is on top. So you're having to try and get the balance between those three, whereas normally a fingerstyle guitarist will have two. They'll just have two points to add the vocal in at mm -hmm. the same time and and with emotion as well not nothing because uh, i i've seen other players and things who sing over the top and it's okay but it's i i don't know i've it sounds I've always, more like a placeholder vocal yeah it's not the the guitar is the prominent figure in that situation uh and then the vocal's just been oh, okay i'll just add it as a as a decoration whereas i come from a front man background mm. uh, i went touring around with bands as a front man without guitar mm. um and so i was i always you know i always wanted that emotion but the problem is that emotion takes up a lot of headspace and if you've taken up a whole lot of headspace you're, you're having to put this the the two hands on autopilot so most of the time these pieces can take up to six months to to come into fruition wow uh, especially not no not necessarily the solo guitar uh, arrangements and originals. They're something I've I've really enjoyed lately because the the vocal and guitar takes up so much headspace that you're not able just to relax mm. all the time. Whereas I found just sitting back with a guitar, I was just like, no, I just want to have a few tracks in between those songs where I can just enjoy 
the performance. So it's very sometimes it's very strategic. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, that's it's funny. Everyone's got a, sl a slightly different journey of how they've got to where they are, uh, and I'm still learning every single day, um, and especially collaborations and yeah, doing yeah. more and more. Um, but uh, the vocal thing over the top is definitely something that I kind of pigeon myself into and went down that niche mm. route as such because um there's probably f maybe i well i've researched and there's maybe three or four other active i call them fingerstyle guitar singers out there around the world sort of touring and gigging so that pool is quite small <laughs> and just <laughs> for is, some just for someone who's not quite as familiar how do you really um delineate or define the fingerstyle guitar so how, how do you mean what the the do you mean by style or as a, a genre yeah or? either way it's weird i've heard this i've heard so many discussions people call it a genre mm -hmm. people call it a style um, i mean it's finger finger style so there is it is you know a style but what i found um is over time i think all these things um it has actually become its own um it's hard to say genre because it's a mix it's a it's you a, can apply it to a lot of you know co already existing genres yeah it's so you a, can add in jazz blues in. folk anything you like and you can call it finger style so it's probably more about the technique uh, mm. and ability but then there's always constant um discussions between you know the major guys yeah yeah, uh, yeah. what defines that um i like to call myself so singer songwriter is the same so how do you um pigeonhole what genre a singer songwriter is because it's impossible you, to you sometimes of, exactly so sometimes they're easy listening sometimes they're folk sometimes they go into a rock so but they still call themselves singer songwriters so i was like okay well i'll call myself a singer songwriter because i'm a singer and i write songs but um the finger style element i thought was i'm not using my guitar as an a, a complement mm. i'm actually using it on par with my vocals it's it is it adds all that extra element so um a way i kind I of see... hear it as a listener and as somebody who doesn't actually play the guitar myself i just have heard a lot of guitar music is it's a style playing where it really makes me think about and focus on the guitar as an instrument and as like a physical object that you're using because there's the percussion element as well it it becomes mm -hmm. less just like supporting the vocal and kind of uh yeah it's just it's evocative of um classical guitar for me as well it's it's just uh, i can it's, it makes me really hear just how complicated and unique the instrument of a guitar can be and kind of celebrates that for definite and things if you go into the pop world the, the acoustic guitar is seen as a backing instrument is as you know along with keys like strings or pads or yeah. something like that it's it's secondary maybe maybe even you know another layer downwards yeah, yeah. and it's it's always seen just as another wall of sound whereas what i've loved because i come from a rock background shredding using joe satriani steve Vai. i grew up with that in my teens and and uh it wasn't until university where i was in a pool of 10 to 15 of electric guitarists i was just like ah okay we're all doing the same thing this it's is covered ground thing, here but yeah. yeah it's just acoustic guitar i just found i mean it's so accessible as well uh which is one but it's the percussive elements, even with just muting the strings. Um, you've got that percussive quality. And like you say, with classical, I used to play cello when I was younger. Um, but not to be biased now, I mean, it just my 28 years of guitar playing has gone through ebbs and flows like all instruments do. But it's one of those where it can take a lifetime to find that sound or find that particular mm. style that you like. And it wasn't until I discovered fingerstyle and I've been leading so many bands and all the politics of all those sort of things that I was able just to pour every emotion, every technique, every into a mixing bowl. And it, it, it's, it's strange. It's, it's not about 
some, some for some guys it's about technique sometimes you can see that in in their pieces um but i use uh, although I'm, it's technique heavy in some of my songs seems more like an attitude a, or just uh it's it it's about an approach a song. to the sound it's, you want to have this i've got a song called wind chime that i i brought out a few oh, it was a number of years ago now and i started off behind the nut of the guitar and the capo and it was just experimenting like like we all do and then i heard it and that's oh that sounds like a wind chime i'm going to build build this piece around it without being pretentious and but then and and make it sound it was about finding peace hmm. i was in a writer's block period and living i grew up on an island in the south of england and then move up to london and that's like moving from somewhere you know an island to new york kind of yeah, that, that, yeah. that that contrast and trying to find peace in my life and I was able to express that within that point. So I've heard, I've had that response from that particular track that someone said, oh no, I've been going for a really hard time with my family. And that track has helped me to find closure in this. And you never expect those kind of things, mm. but it's, um, yeah, it's, I've, I've just found it as a, an outsource. I've, all my life as a guitarist, I've been trying to, okay, I've got to learn this. I've got to learn yeah, this. Yeah. I've got to try and find my way. And now it's got to a point where it it's the opposite. I can just pick it up and then pour in my emotions or whatever, ever, especially with children. I can <laughs> I can uh, offload yeah, emotions, thoughts, etc. like a journal. And that's how I find my guitar now. It's, it's It really is like a journal. And I can put it in so many different tunings and... I was never able to do that with electric guitar. Mm. Some people can with soloing and they express themselves that way. Yeah, everybody has um, their different thing. Yeah, really. exactly. And like specialist blues players, that sometimes it's minimal notes, but it's all about the expression and the vibe. And theory goes a long way, but I, I now just dabble and take what I need for yeah, theory yeah. and then apply it to my instrument. Um, but And that's what I find fingerstyle guitar and blues are very similar in a way they're all about expression and feeling you can use the techniques but using it technique heavy mm. that that will become that's just the wheel turning there's there's no emotion in it where is if you can elaborate those techniques and um adapt them in some way and that's where some of my tracks have become slightly progressive and mm. lately um because i've not held back on time or oh i've got to get this within a four minute slot because of spotify tells me or two or or this and um yeah not limiting yourself yeah yeah so yeah you're you're uh, so um just with the compositions i've heard of yours you seem so comfortable in that particular world of sound and it's it's so realized for you that must have been such a eureka moment if you've had this this career so far of all these different projects and all these different styles. I mean, how, well, how much of uh, was that pretty winding journey for you? These previous projects, pretty you had? much. Well, because uh, I I started out, you know, electric guitar and just trying to find. And I started out guitar when I was eight. Um, difficult, difficult beginning, but we won't go there. But uh, <laughs> and then. Uh, Guitar for me, and a guitar's uh, and an instrument is different for everybody. But yeah. it was the equivalent of a blanket or a or a teddy bear. I carried this thing around everywhere. I got the nickname Johnny Guitar when I was <laughs> going around school wow. and things because I had this thing in my arms, and it was it was a three quarter nylon guitar like every beginner mm -hmm. would pretty much have. And this thing was cracked. It had stickers, Kerrang stickers all over it, and um, but it it was you know something you pour your emotions and let's say pour whatever's going on yeah, at that yeah. time into um and then i moved on to vocals when i was 12 and and then from there it was bands 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 went to university and it wasn't until my recital in my third year where i decided to get an old nylon guitar now most fingers fingerstyle guitarists who go into this world will be influenced by another fingerstyle guitarist mm. or another music Mine was, I carved a hole at the back of a guitar and I stuck a snare drum in the back of this just because I thought, oh, this would be interesting. Give it a little more Not pop. Forgetting, well, forgetting the science behind it. <laughs> there's there's no science behind it. It, it, just, it would, acoustically, it just didn't work whatsoever. And I, I played 
some instrumentals and then halfway through a track I thought I'd turn this thing over and do a drum solo and turn the thing back thought you know I was being uh, it, it was going to be interesting did you give it a test run no first or no well I, I did uh, and but I was very impulsive very extroverted all the time and and um it wasn't until it turned it over hit the drum skin all the clips that hold the skin in oh, no. pinged off and it was <laughs> like this a slow motion movement and uh, my world just now i just felt like i was sinking into the stage Whoa. as my tutor on the other side and he was almost like eyeballing me and I, I had to meet him in the office the next day. It's like Huge moment when you're going to meet your manager in a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah or completely. And so anyway, um, dust myself off, went into the office, and you could just tell. We didn't even need to say anything. <laughs> it was, you know, um, he was just like, yeah, it wasn't very good. Uh, I was like, I know. But that's a sliding doors moment there where I could have gone, okay, that's not for me. Let's move on. But I decided to then go and educate myself about gear, um, so that uh, it was, it's not traumatic, but it's one of those it mom- formational. It's moments in your life. For yeah, you. formational. And that's why I then, that's why I am the way I am. Uh, this was back in 2006. Uh, f- mm. So this is, a, you know, quite a few years ago now, but it was, it wasn't until 2012 I really started to pick up. But, um, I was still a singer-songwriter there. I did put it on the back burner, but there was something niggling in my mind that I was like, no, I can't let this rest. And as a, as a, a rock-pop singer-songwriter uh, in my early days, I just felt like more of an entertainer than a musician. Mm. So that's why I took, Yeah, I, I took I've heard two, people describe that distinction yeah. before. And it's, uh, and it's soul-destroying, and especially the songs I was writing. I can't, I can't write this in... I can't sing this stuff in my... You know, later years, it's yeah. just not going to be relevant. So I took two years out of my journey, uh, which is equivalent of like a master's degree or uh, a higher degree from university uh, to study mm. finger style. And that's where I got into those um, Annie McKee, John Gom, Anton DeVore, then Mike he- Michael Hedges, uh, some of them, and Preston Reed and things. Um, but it was actually me experimenting at university that in, introduced me um i had no idea i just thought it was an idea uh, i thought it was quite original until i discovered there's a whole world of finger style guitarists yeah a whole lineage to... yeah and everyone has it's like some people have said to me oh you're you're like john got have you heard of john, you, you've heard of john gom john gom um i'm not familiar uh, if not so if not check out john gom he's incredible uh well, virtuoso acoustic guitarist. Um, I'm not sure if he goes along the label fingerstyle guitarist. I think it's virtuoso acoustic guitar right, right. with singing over the top. Mm. And I only discovered him when I was already in the mix of doing it myself. And it wasn't until I released something like Windchime, people were like, oh, you're like John Gom 2.0. And we got the same name, same spelling, yeah, yeah. John and things First as well. Name, and I was yeah. like, oh, goodness me. I'm like in the shadow of this guy and things. But then it, I suppose it's like fingerstyle guitar everyone's got a different flavor and uh it's like blues you could call yourself a blues guitarist but if you hear multiple blues players they've all got different tone different style yeah, playing the x factor some, slide, some of this makes them unique yeah and the the only issue with percussion sometimes is as soon as people hear percussion for a lot of guitarists they shut off they don't listen to the rest of oh. the piece You've so kind of dirtied like it by using the guitar the wrong way or this some is other dogma. You, you, you're, you're a modernist. You're not the, the traditionalist. Modernist. And I, yeah, and I've, I get that. And that's why with my performance, I only have maybe two tracks that I add my percussion in now. And that's why the, like, the new album has one, one piece with percussion, whereas my debut album, Reborn, had like maybe half, two thirds. Mm. So I've learned, I've learned over time to to... I'm not um, trying to satisfy both worlds, but I think as a player, it just makes me all, round, all a more all-rounded guitarist. I've, like you're talking about the looping, I've been to I've been to concerts myself as well, and when when a looper does the whole set with their looping, you get to the third song and you're like, <laughs> okay, right. I, I, I know go? where this okay, is going. Yeah. It's predictable, and you're like, okay, you're laying up the harmonies, but it takes two minutes for that to get to the good to, part. To really, 
yeah to really hear what the piece sounds like and i i only sort of perk up now if i hear intelligent um intelligent that sounds very pretentious um sort of they've thought about their creative maybe mindful they, yeah usage creativeness of it. Yeah. and so it's not the same not a crutch. layer 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 yeah, yeah and and I, I i get it for some players who strum and sing and they want to layer up and they add the beat and things as well ed sheeran obviously has gone he's flying the flag for that so yeah. the problem is we're having someone as high and you know he's saturated around the world anyone who tempts it or tries it now will have him in the uh, back of their yeah, mind his so shadow. it's yeah and it's like well okay i i get that and that that you know it's i can get the layers and for some people it's like oh wow that's incredible wall of sound and but and this is why a lot of people come up to me after i say oh, so what loop looping pedal are you using and i don't mean to turn around and go mm-hmm. well i'm not using a loop <laughs> pedal uh but it is i when you do say that they're like oh right uh so when I played Windchime for the first time and uh, I took it on the video shoot, the actual filmographer said to me, oh, my word, you you, at, you actually play that all together. You're not layering any of that introduction. I'm like, no, but if you saw, I, I make it look easy now, but if you saw the six month process in the build practice, ev- well, I, I have, I preach to all my students, um, slow equals smooth equals fast. It's just a formula I carry in my head and the slower you do it, you can you can see everything in slow motion and your snail pace so when i did um my cover of money um the pink the floyd song thing, uh, i did a cover of money by pink floyd yeah. and um the hardest part of that that track is the introduction because it has the cash registers which i mimicked and then with my right hand we say you mimicked you mimicked those sounds just with your so you've got yeah so if you hear if you hear the introduction of pink floyd's money you'll hear um sort of uh coins dropping cash red uh, yeah. cash register opening Some ringing and so this is it and it was one of my dad's favorite tracks when i was growing up but dark side of the moon the album was played to me it was like brainwashing me when i was younger <laughs> i thought it, i thought it was absolutely rubbish when i was i thought led zeppelin every all these bands are rubbish when i was growing up until i realized it was my musical dna <laughs> and um but when it came round to money i was like well it's one of my dad's favorites i've got to do this you know this right and so with my right hand i do all the scrape chime etc and then i bring in the left hand with my bass uh, the bass line then i bring in the hammond organ and then i bring in the beat and then the vocal so what the greatest thing about the, my live performance i do this as a last track and i explain it before i go and play yeah, it. so people can really so appreciate kind of the, the craft of it this this is it it's, and it also gets rid of the the label of oh he's looping this or i'm doing this i the problem is I have so many buttons below me. It's not looping. It's like vocal harmony, maybe a bit of delay, maybe a bit of reverb, and obviously the three pickups, and that's for the EQ and things. So it may come across that I'm looping, but um, so uh, yeah, that's that's my approach with finger stuck guitar. But it goes in. Uh, I'm not I'm not staying on the same line. Mm. A lot of finger stuck guitarists will stay on the same line. And I've decided for this recent album I brought out, it's a calendar concept. And I was like, nope, I'm just going to write whatever comes out and not write about the technique. Mm. Reborn was an experimentation. I wanted to see the boundaries and go past that uh, and find chaos in my life um, because my life then was relatively calm. So finding a bit of chaos you know, some people go do drugs, rock and roll and that sort of stuff. Whereas I was like, right, I find it in Fingerstyle. <laughs> Whereas Annual, the latest album, I've got children. So they make up the chaos in my life. Yeah, you don't need really that anymore way. on top of that. So now I need calmness yeah. in my guitar. So, And I, I think um, artists like David Bowie, for mm. instance, he said he wrote his albums in periods of his life. And he absorbed whatever was going around him and then he invested into that period. Yeah. So you get to actually hear a biography throughout his albums. And that's kind of the approach. The second album was different. That was with another finger style singer. We did it on a boat down the River Thames and it was an amazing collaboration project. But as the solo projects, Reborn and Annual, they are worlds apart, but somehow they do cross over and 
you can hear i don't know i don't like maybe the maturity maybe i've just well yeah as, i mean just it's, the it's more you do this and the more experience you have i mean there's definitely yeah. i say david bowie uh i don't know if that's the american pronunciation right. <laughs> but uh, just right. his thing about this is my period i'm in berlin and it's cold and austere or i'm in los angeles and it's kind of sleazy in 70s there is definitely that phenomenon uh totally and i i really uh enjoy artists who do that but as you progress in your career and you release more and more i think a, also a big thing is each new release has a little bit of what you learned the release before the one before that cool. you're, you're carrying the past with you you know so there definitely. could be crossover in that sense I for for definite and and also it's like um, some actors they don't like to watch their the films or the TV shows they've been in they just like to move on to the next thing yeah. uh, whereas I find I do sometimes uh, maybe once a year listen back to the album again I yeah. don't I don't like to oversaturate it because I, I mean that's just it's very uh, we, it would be very weird to listen to music you already were so closely involved in creating to like. Exactly. listen back to that a bunch and there's afterwards. and you're gonna listen it's yeah. like the essay you did 10 years ago you're gonna find holes you're gonna yeah. find all things oh that production wasn't as good etc etc but, but it can be valuable think, as a learning experience especially if it's just really once in a blue moon you kind of look back and kind of assess yeah yeah and uh and it, but it's it's interesting when you have new fans as well because they discover your old stuff or the things as well and then they tell and you're like oh well, i haven't actually i play these things live but i haven't actually thought about mm. the process or the how the song feels for a long time because you're always thinking about the next yeah, chapter moving on to how you're going on um or like a sportsman sometimes sportsmen just they focus on the event but they don't reflect on their whole career until the end of it and um for a musician that's you know it's f forever and but it's trying to find that particular music that you're able to pour everything into. Whereas the old stuff, the rock pop stuff, would I would never be able to achieve that. There would the expiry date would have. Yeah, come. that that all seems like everything you were doing previously that you mentioned. That I I speculate that that was you felt you needed to do it for somebody else, and this is you doing this yeah. for you now. You found out what is most rewarding a pursuit for for what your actual musical sensibilities are. Exactly. It's rather than writing for what's out there or what's trending or uh, we do that enough with Instagram or whatever, all the social medias, or it's like, all oh, right, I've got to do that hashtag because that's trending at the moment. In music, I I, I think it's, they always say you just got to, I suppose in any career, you've got to be yourself. And I was, always, I was preached this by a lot of other musicians and especially the mature musicians and it, i'm glad it's hit home early-ish than yeah. when i go later down the line maybe decades down the line i'm like oh, i should have i could have etc or would have um and um yeah it happened when i was in my mid-20s so um yeah and and now it's like a i'm content on my music i'm still learning all the time but i'm not there's no force in the issue. I'm not, oh, I need to get... Now my passion actually is the... I put my 10, maybe 20,000 hours into guitar. Now I've got to put my 10, 20,000 hours in music business or music, something else. Yeah, and yeah. Because this is what a lot of musicians I've grown up with lack. They they get their 10,000 hours of guitar and then they go, right, so where's where's <laughs> where's the work? Where where's where, Why is no work? Where's the structure? Where's, yeah, because you haven't balanced it out or you haven't done the 50-50. So yeah. I now have to do that many hours uh, to to be able to do that. And not that I'll make it a living, but it's, it's also that's a fine balance as well where you've got to, I've, I've got to write music that has dignity, but at the same time I can go on to Spotify and things as well. It's not so out there that uh, it's, it, it's, not attractive to the ear yeah it, it's it's a it's one of those I it's think always that that always balance trying. of because if you just totally catered to whatever purely just for financial concerns it's like okay if that doesn't creatively satisfy you just go into a whole nother field altogether like 
exactly. Who cares at that you point? Know, I, and then, but also, if it's if you're solely just like some other musicians you mentioned, if you're solely just trying to uh, stoke that creative fire and just hundred percent focus on that, I mean, that it's going to be hard to translate those efforts into the wider world. So just that in between point, and yeah. It's that because you know, I, I personally don't want to go and do pop covers and no. things it's just I, that's I've for somebody f- else I've done, who would enjoy yeah more. and a few covers i've got a cover coming out uh of learn to fly by foo fighters mm. but what i've done with that is there's some songs that i grew up with that actually people go oh learn to fly that's well that's kind of like mainstream rock i suppose you would call it but what i've done is i've turned it into a really mellow version mm. so now i'm getting now i'm getting older i don't want to hear <laughs> thrash metal hard rock stuff as well that's not what um, relaxes me it, you know I turn on Classic FM which is the classical channel over here in the UK and or I you know or Iron Audi piano or something like that and now I'm like okay actually there's a there's something I can do here I can take all those hard rock covers or rock covers when I was in bands and convert them into mellow finger style guitar which crosses over to my world of this is you know I'm playing the songs that yeah. I loved and I grew up with but I'm converting into my world. Yeah. And I think it's uh, a lot of the covers I've done. Um, some people have said you've made it original, which that's the idea. If you want, if you carry around covers in your set, they've got to be covers that uh, you, you feel like they're originals at the same time. So yeah, can, absolutely. You, the, uh, the audience hearing them, they just, they take it in as a whole new song that has familiar elements. That's kind of how I think of it. Like exactly and being in cover bands, I used to be in function bands and events bands and things, and you used to have to copy the CD, work, you know, note for note and things. You're just well. a 3D that, representation of the CD. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and so now I, I, I did it for a number of years along with guitar tuition things where, you know, different events. And I'd twist it and I'd twist the song every single show. And people like, I did like sweet child of mine or i've done songs so many times i was like no i've i can't play it for one thousand you know one thousand times and have the same thing so twisting it up and people go that that's i've never heard that version of it before and i was like oh i'll just you know i've made it out or i've done a different version today and for covers wise that's how that started yeah and it was just trying to find a fulfillment in playing so many covers uh and also from a a business point, covers is a great thing. It is people can hear a cover in your style and relate to it, and then it's like they will hook into your original stuff. Yeah, you're you're getting their it's, attention with something familiar to them that they're already going to be excited about. And then if you're doing it right and you're putting your own flavor and your own soul in it, they'll their attention will be kept. They will. Yeah. Yeah. And they want to hear more. And so it's like the finger style. I, I brought out an EP called Memento. Um, and I'm going to do another one down the line. But it's four tracks with Pink Floyd, uh, Fleetwood Mac, um, Sting, and The Verve, a UK band. And, I like um, The Verve. Yeah, bit of, bit of Sweet Symphony. The, so They're I not did, as big in the States, but uh, they got some classic tunes. I was like, right, these are iconic tracks that I grew up with. They have pinpoints of my childhood teens etc yeah. etc et so you've got to do them got to do them right and but again yeah you carry them around so i use them as my covers uh i feel are more relative to what i'm playing rather than all right well let's go and do an ed shearing cover but <laughs> that won't relate to anything else right it's that I'm, more contrived i'm playing that way yeah so it's again like we we're talking about a fine balance um and with the business side but you're still trying to be authentic in every single thing that you're playing and what you come that's my approach yeah, i yeah. sometimes there's there's never a day when you go and see other guitar players uh, recent guitar players and you're like wow they're doing that approach and you can either look at it as oh i want to do that but sometimes i go oh, that's inspired me and then um and I pick up different things. We have certain guitar nights over here in the UK and London, and they put on three three acts a month. And I go there for purely for inspiration. Mm. Um, so you can go, as we're growing up as musicians, sometimes we go, right, well, I like a little bit of Jimi Hendrix. I like a little bit of this and a little bit of this. And that's how your playing forms. And 
if you stop that you i don't feel you can ever keep growing so yeah uh, yeah you gotta my, keep letting new influences in you gotta and for me i've gone away from mainstream like not the St. Hendrix was mainstream, but as in, if you talked about the best guitar players of all time, right. those, the, the starter those, kit, those, yeah, yeah the, the starter kit, the top hundred rock guitarists, but blah, blah. I've now, I will, you know, people go, oh, so who's your favorite guitarist? And I could probably read them. They don't, they don't know the first people. five names. Uh, and they have yeah. no idea. Um, it's a good place which to be. Is a I great, think. I think it is because you've gone that many layers where you're just like, no, this is the purity because they're not writing for the machine um or anything like that i mean hendrix never wrote for the machine he, he he's purely the machine kind of absorbed you know, him later on but he himself was I totally exactly yeah and that's what i think fame and things like that can do and i i had two routes where i could either go down the label route or i'm developing another business thing at the moment called the diy musician and it's mm. you know it's all about us guys you know and i uh, and i want to write a diy musician manual and etc etc um just another facet thing yeah. to add to the list but it's one of those where i mean there's a lot of well you've seen it a lot of online gurus out there yeah self-appointed you, you could do gurus. this and how you could do this yeah. and do this and i really want to do a lot that sort of thing but, but alongside, you know what like, you'll be music. talking about and being yeah and, and honest i've I, I think, I, and I think that goes such a long way. I'm not going to go. Oh, you can go and get six figures, blah blah blah. I said, no, no, no. The, I'm talking about the other side of it, where you are, you're playing what you love. And a painter would do it. Uh, a writer, they all have the same process. That they're doing what they their heart tells them, but their head is not quite there yet because they're like, oh right, I've got to scrape to try and get the electricity bill. I've got to scrape it. And it's, I think that is the purity of how you can build through that mm. rather than you know just just do this and then you'll be able to get yourself you know no there's no cheat sheet to that and yeah. i th that's still in the works but that's i think i want to do the same i've got the same passion for that as i have with my music but everything's got to have that authenticity authenticity yeah yeah um along it alongside it so, so. teaching and uh or coaching that's a pretty big uh, component of what you do currently at the moment i'm a full-time guitar teacher uh privately in schools i've been doing that for 10 years now and uh it it it's i i i love it um obviously especially when the students are invested you, yeah that's uh, that's a helpful bonus yeah yeah unfortunately if you only rely on the invested pupils you probably won't be able to survive and that's where the percentage yep. of say if i have 80 pupils maybe eight out of that 80 are the ones that who are gonna not maybe turn it into a career but they will be able to go through they're gonna remember it it's gonna continue being yeah. meaningful for them and i've noticed a few students i've got who i have a similar background to me so i'm i'm they they get they get everything of me because i'm just like they sometimes a bit too much because i'm like don't do this don't <laughs> do this blah, blah, blah. but the others sometimes um, um you can fortunately tick a box or 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 something like that um uh, and but that that comes down to the decision to 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 live and work as a musician mm. um you so i do that and i i did i had an events business wedding business and things but i crashed it um so that's where that was another journey in itself um tip of the day don't at 11 o'clock delete your website because the google spiders will delete everything oh. you'll go from number one ranking to page 10 it happened when i was sleep start the seo all over again it uh it, it spent thousands on advertising and things as well and just for it to 24 hours and it was half of my salary but it was one of those where it took it it, it took a year to try and recover it and it hasn't fully recovered and i won awards and all sorts of stuff with these things and you're like i think the problem is that you ride a crest of a wave uh, and then you then take it for granted a little bit and what i should have had is a support net around it to get advice yeah. and things oh that's the so, stuff you I, you learn by <laughs> trial by, and error well i think also failures scrapes you know the stitches and everything as well are all things where uh, if you don't have them, the drop is a lot yeah. 
uh, you know, the falls, you know, the, the the drops a lot deeper. If 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 you, you now I have a lot in you know, a lot of those uh, over the twenty eight years of guitar playing that um, you know I can go in one night possibly to just dust off and go right no let's let's start yeah, again. i was gonna say let's if you on. hadn't had that moment with uh, turning the guitar over and snare drum yeah. uh, or that whole fiasco like that. if you hadn't had that what kind of finger style guitarist might you be today yeah uh, and I, I may have still been pursuing the singer songwriter route you know and as i close in on uh my 40s uh i was just like i no <laughs> I can't I can't do that and I got nothing against other people doing it but it's, right. it's you you know for you it would not have been the right thing yeah. yeah and now I feel I I felt you know like this album I've just brought out I was like no actually that is it's, it's perfect it's like a legacy it's not that legacy's a strange word but I it's, kind of it's you though it's your story it is yeah you know especially for my children if you know when they're older and they go oh what 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 a dad do and I've got the way I do my artwork is all consistent and um, I've I've worked on, I've got blue and then I've got orange mm-hmm. and I've got gray and I've got yellow. And my idea is that I want to be able to complete, complete the collection over my whole career. Wow. Um, so I've got more master, but I'm not going to force the issue. I don't want to get to 10 albums just for the sake of it. I want to be able to slot it in when it feels right reborn took four years to put together annual actually took half of that but i think because it was a concept and it was a calendar Mm. everything out every everything i went to the guitar just poured out a lot quicker yeah and and with that release that's the one i'm i'm more familiar with each each of those songs really is evocative of like a particular season it's so uh effectively atmospheric so that must have been very satisfying that well, that's why I added a, um, an alternative title. Um, so there was January, so it's called The Morning Still, which I have a different version of that. I've had other people tell me, yeah, that, that reminds me of that. Uh, and I'm like, well, mine was I was standing at a station and then I had an umbrella and then the, the rain hit the umbrella and I heard a chime, hmm. which is the harmonic. And then the chords represent the haunting, sort of the darkness and things. But I had two other two or three other people give me a completely different version wow, of that. Wow, so it's, it's open which, enough people can really put their own uh, feeling or uh, uh, impression onto it, which is, that's exactly. always great too when you can do that. And that's, and, and that's actually what I found really uh, interesting about taking away lyrics because instrumentals, you, you can get, I don't know, everyone has a different, opinion yeah. a different thought a different thought process and my bucket list was to uh be able to bring out a guitar a solo guitar album and uh it wasn't until last christmas i had all these ideas kind of circulating i was like i have no idea what what this is going to turn into until i was december's called transition mm. and Again, everyone will have a different idea about that, but my, the transition is between Christmas and New Year. Mm. We're all stuck in limbo. Yeah, it's, coming it's up the to. one, the longest like off period in most people's yeah. lives. Yeah, and you don't know what day it is. You don't know what time it is. You don't know what food you're eating because you've eaten. Well, it all starts in the to Western blend world. together at the desserts. Yeah, and and, and, and it, exactly everything's just you know maybe you're going. Oh, shall I pop down to the the town or shall I spend it? You don't know what's happening. Yeah. So, and it was weird. I wrote that piece and i call it december and that's when it sparked but uh and i don't know what's going to happen next but i'm started already you know coming up with ideas here and there but uh yeah i was going to ask what do you uh have coming up that you're excited about i, I read somewhere about a fourth album made in italy Four, yeah oh yes yeah so that's that's a really really uh interesting project so Minelli Jamal who I'm not sure if familiar with he's can, he's Canadian guitarist but he I've seen him on in, uh, the Spotify yeah, gang yeah uh, and he's he's grew up in many different countries all around the world yeah. and I I asked him um to pop over to the UK he was supposed to have a two-week break in his European tour and just have a nice relaxing time but I was like no, no don't do that Come come over to the UK for two weeks. Get and to work. I'll, um, I'll plan a tour. 
And so I drove probably 1,500 miles over all that time. And we got to know each other very, very well. And he spoke about this um, venue in Brescia in uh, Italy. Um, And this venue is called the Red Theatre. And uh, a guy has a big manor house and he built a theater under his house wow. like a back like a back cave so when I, I i spoke to i sent him you know my information and etc cetera, etc cetera, and he only takes on four acts a year has to his italian blood basically <laughs> it's all about passion has to go with the energy the vibe etc uh. etc et um and then when he said i would love to have you in a I was honoured because, you know, to, he has to go for a process and he has so many um, emails yeah, asking, yeah. can I come and play? Come and play? So I was like, right, I've got to, I've got to take this opportunity. And so we went over and he picked me up and then went to the house and I was like, right, so where is this place? And he was just like, no, 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 we're just going to go through the door. And we went downstairs and I just couldn't believe my eyes. Wow. You'll see the photos yeah, yeah. when it's up. <clears throat> um, and he's developed, it's just this really rich is oh I, you'll see the photo it's it's, it's you have to see it to place. believe it it's it's like a, yeah, a magical yeah. sort of other realm uh, i can't yeah and all the venues have been and and the experience he gave me whilst we were over there we went to sort of the best italian food or uh, and i was just like blown away and there's only a certain there's only a few venues i've ever played at where you feel like you're at home mm. and there was a place in scotland i've been to and a few dotted around the UK. And this immediately felt like a home. And when I spoke to uh, Emmanuel, he, uh, I don't know, you felt like you've known each other for years. We could just talk about everything and anything. I, I can't even do that with some like family and friends sometimes. And, you know, I've just met this guy and within three hours, we're just talking about uh, lots of different things. And actually the track from Annual uh, are on October mm. it's called Layered Beings and actually that was inspired by my conversation with him and how when you connect with someone you know like my wife I've we've known each other for years we're on a, a deeper level so I call it level 40 50 mm-hmm. or whatever it is but when you meet someone for the first time it's like level one and we just had this we talked about this whole concept and very f- philosophical and so the whole experience was incredible and so I got to uh sound check and in that sound check they videoed everything then we did an interview and then we did the performance and he videoed everything and he said oh yeah i'll, I'll send you the video files etc etc i was like well i you know i want to give back something here so i'll turn it into a dvd mm. a cd dvd and so um he sent me the audio files and we're mixing it as as we speak so it's got some of the old stuff some of the new stuff um but then um I messed up some of the tracks, so he invited me back out, and then we did a a second run through. Wow. And so I've got more tracks. So I'm going to release a ten track standard version, and then maybe a thirteen track deluxe version with a interview and things. So that should be coming out in spring. So I'm going to release a video for that. I, I released Windchime last month, and then a few others until spring. So that's yeah, that's coming out. Wow, that's going on. Which what is the album called? Uh, it's well at the moment. It's going to be uh, live at Red Theatre, mm. uh, colon Italy. It's either that or live in Italy, um, and then that's going to be the Red album, awesome. uh, which is convenient. Uh, so, and it, again, it all has to. Some some people they just kind of rush and they rush the, the tracks out or rush the the or the artwork or however it is. Um, but for me, it's just like everything. Uh, this is coming from a certain consistent. place for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I never used to have that. I never it used to all just be sporadic and all the my every album or CD would have a different font or a different this. And it was just you, you look like three completely different artists. Just like guesswork. Now, yeah. yeah. If you go into Spotify, whatever it is, you just see it. Well, I think it's consistent. Yeah. Yeah. That is just something that that st- stood out to me was um even from a few years back you're keeping that style very uniform with the, the trying album cover. yeah and so even with the same with set adrift which was the the uh the collaboration album uh i've got a certain uh um it, it was painted by uh, a lady called sev henshaw and um she did sort of 
brush strokes. So I use the same template on ev every album. So it's all consistent, but with a different image. So the, the Red Theatre is going to have the beautiful backdrop mm. and things, which I'm excited to put together. And um, so I'll be releasing bits and buzz with that. And then hopefully I've got a few collaborations next year. So I've decided to go down that route. Um, nothing confirmed yet, so <laughs> I won't. I won't uh, right. uh, let you know spoil, about them spoil yet. The beans, yeah, but, but. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Just in case it goes. Nope. Sorry, I'm, t I'm. I'm a bit busy. Oh no. <laughs> um, uh, we're off to Australia for five weeks wow. next summer, which we've been planning for two years. We got a friend getting married, but that's the idea where I want to uh, bring out two online courses next year, which is Fingerstyle guitar and singing 1.0 so sort of an easier version and then 2.0 which will have the um, more technical uh, pits and bobs talking about the triangle I was talking about earlier and chimes and um, harmonics that you can you can play harmonics instead of using a pick or your fingers and, uh, and bits and bobs like that yeah, and yeah. then singing over the top of it because there are like I said there are uh, lots of guys who've brought out finger style courses so i feel like they've covered all those angles right, you're going to be Although, building know, yeah I, more more, a more niche that. yeah yeah i'm kind of like going a layer layer further and i and that can actually gear towards singer songwriters so there might be singer songwriters out there like we talked earlier who use their instrument as a secondary mm. to their to their voice so well why not why, why go out with a loop and pedal when you can try and develop this style and you never know I might have yeah. a, an, an army of finger style guitar singers the next um, generation and that's, yeah or something like that and I've already got a few who are starting to build it as in students so they're like my guinea pigs and I, I think that's for me uh, you know again like the albums I'm like right I've got to really um build these so they're authentic and i'm not talking about where they can be but the whole process mm. of it etc etc so bits and bobs like yeah. that and then um what else 2020 is uh, going to be a big year yeah yeah it's there's lots i've i've um i've just recently come into journaling which most people is like scheduling or things to do lists or or things as well but i've i've discovered journaling as in offloading everything that's in your brain so you can it's almost like um clearing it out taking the for, cleaning the hard drive yeah, yeah and but the one thing is is that i've i've, I've i'm lightheaded for the next hour but then it gets filled again with brand new ideas brand new approaches brand new, which i've never come across that approach because i've always seen it as you know a diary or what's coming up and um so i've been doing it this past week and it's been fundamental i've gone away from my phone which that's always uh, good means there's always procrastination yeah. procrastination is the biggest yeah you know uh, or, or you know you're having a mere day so you're like right uh, put on netflix and uh, whatever chocolate i can find or whatever or beer or something like that and then it's just like with this uh i'm able just to go ah okay so all these things i'm planning for 2020 i wasn't able to do before because i had you know this is my head it's and this mental is my clutter head and this is my head and yeah yeah, yeah. and you uh, it's something that i've never i've never come across but it, it's been it's called the better life journal and uh, blah 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 but uh, i'm i'm trying it but so far so good and so i'm able to then make these courses possibly even my music in future and my playing and my family life etc just you can balance it all and richer yeah, yeah. um and if you're happier in yourself, you know, etc. just you'll become you'll work smarter than harder. And then you've got more time. And if I've got more time, because at the moment, especially with annual, I was recording one hour night because obviously I can't do it during the day with the children. I have to record it here at home because I've tried the studios and because it's so technical, you're spending hours upon hours upon hours um spending money on on studio time right, so you got to be very here, deliberate about how you yeah you know. and you know i think having that approach where you can sit in your slippers and etc cetera, etc cetera, and just be in that uh, uh comfortable space 
uh, is really important for styles Mm. like this um, and for mindfulness etc etc so um, yeah that's that's uh, there there's a few more elements to 2020 but they're all like I said they're actually in the book at the moment and you'll probably see on social media it will come to fruition yeah Yeah, so if uh, if people want to stay up to date uh, fans want to dig deeper where do you uh, where do you point people towards where should we check out So uh, at the moment, I am trying to uh, release a one video a week on YouTube. So uh, that's John Hart, that H-A-R-T. So that's just, yeah, so J-O-N-H-A-R-T. And I mean, you can go onto the website. You can also go to Google and just type in my name, but it is johnhartmusic.com. Everything should be John Hart Music. So mm. all the socials and then with John Hart Music. All right, John, this was a pleasure. I'm getting a lot of... Uh... Your your kind of uh, creative excitement is really rubbing off on me. I feel the uh, <laughs> I'm getting the energy back to to get going on a lot of my projects. Thanks so much for for having me. Uh, yeah, on board today. Totally, so. my pleasure. Awesome, John Hart, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you thoroughly enjoyed that. I know I did, and uh, I'll I'll wrap it up. Like I said, I I got a lot going on today. But I'll be back in again soon, and then hopefully by the end of the year, I'd like to do another kind of um, solo episode, kind of reminisce on the past year, let you know what's coming up, give you just a general Niagara Moon update. More on that later. Anyway, uh, yeah, check out johnhartmusic.com, and I'll leave you off with his song, April Reminiscent Rain. (laughs) ¶¶